What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Monday, October 10th. I hope all you guys are doing well out there. Hopefully, all you guys are staying safe. And today, man, I just want to tell you guys, the only competition you will ever have in this lifetime truly is the person that you were yesterday. Understand that life is all about evolving and ascending and trying to be the best version of yourself not only for yourself, but for the people around you. Because as you evolve, the people around you are going to start to evolve too. Trust me, it's a domino effect. And so just keep trying to get better. And it's going to be some days, trust me, I know, where it just doesn't feel right. You feel like you took a step back. Forget about it. Today is always a different challenge. Tomorrow, always going to bring better. And so just stay the course. Keep trying to evolve and elevate. And everything is going to work itself out, man. But I hope all you guys are doing well. Hopefully all you guys are staying safe. Enjoy life for what it is, man. It's already pretty much the end of 2022. This year has absolutely flown by. So all the things that you've been procrastinating and setting to the side, try and get them done before the new year. Don't wait for the new year to come to start making New Year's revelations and different things like that. Do it now. Do what you need to do. And trust me, again, everything is going to work out exactly how it needs to be, man. But with that being said, I want to talk about One of the most interesting teams and probably the most interesting team in the NBA this season going into the season. I believe the season kicks off on the 18th. So we have about eight days, a little bit over a week, a week and a day from now. And that is the Cleveland Cavaliers. They have done a remarkable, let me say a sensational job since the departure of LeBron James back in the summer of 2018, which has been four years now going on five. This has been one of the best rebuild jobs. Honestly, you can make a case that we've ever seen. And there's been some good rebuild jobs in the NBA. From the Pelicans down there um, in the boot. You've got the Memphis Grizzlies have done a phenomenal job. The Milwaukee Bucks have been pretty good. But just sticking in Cleveland, what they have done is nothing short of remarkable. you got to give a lot of credit to Kobe Altman and the rest of that front office because this has been a roster that has come a long way. Like, if we're being honest, they have come a long way. Like, getting Darius Garland back in 2019 was a huge pickup for them. He is one of my favorite players. He was the fifth pick in 2019 coming out of Vanderbilt. He was coming off a major injury that year, too. People forget he only played, I think, maybe one to two games at Bandy before he got hurt and missed the rest of the season. And they still took a chance on him and saw the talent that he had and drafted him with the fifth overall pick. And if you don't know, like... In a minute, we are going to start talking about Darius Garland in the same breath that we talk about Trey Young, John Morant, and even to a certain extent, Luka Doncic too. He is that good. With the ball in his hands, he's a speed. He's as fast as lightning. He literally has the, the best change of pace in the game. When it comes to floaters and just touch around the rim in general, he has it with his left or his right hand. Like He can almost do everything. His favorite move is that step back. Um, between the leg move where he literally puts the ball between his legs and then he steps back first. So between the legs, step back, like it's almost unguardable. And just the way that he plays, again, the feel, the pace, his passing abilities are crazy. He can throw dimes with his left or his right hand. Like he is insanely gifted when it comes to this basketball stuff. Like people do not understand it. Last year was actually his first year in the NBA averaging 20 plus points per game. And I promise you that's not going to be his last. And he is only going to get better and better and better and he is going to take the league by storm and people are going to start talking about him in a different light and breath because this dude man 
has always been nice. It's a rare case for a dude's game to literally translate from high school to college to the NBA. Like a lot of dudes that are in the NBA, they didn't do the same things that they did in college that they're doing in the NBA now. Like some guys, they have to really reinvent themselves and take on a different role. Like a lot of guys were probably the leading scorer on their team. Now they're asked to be on the NBA level, the leading rebounder, the leading assist guy, or the best defensive player on the team. Like it's different things. Darius Garland has literally been one of the best bucket getters on every team that he's been on, and his game has not changed at all. That is a rare case. Now let's look at the rest of this roster. Evan Mobley, who they drafted with a third overall pick in last year's draft, had a phenomenal rookie season, arguably could have won rookie of the year had he not gotten hurt for the little bit of time that he did. I know he's dealing with the injury right now. I think they're saying he's going to be out for about a month. Evan Mobley, I'll tell you guys right now, and I've been saying this, but to me, the Chris Bosh comparisons were accurate in this effect, only on the defensive end. I did not agree with the Chris Bosh comparisons at all on the offensive end because Chris Bosh was like that, and I think people forget that. And if you did forget that, please go back and watch Chris Bosh in his heyday before he got with the Miami Heat back when he was in Toronto. But defensively, Evan Mobley is on the trajectory to go down as one of the best defensive centers at, um, excuse me, of all time. Like, He's like that. Like, at seven feet, not only does he hold down the paint, and he is a big-time shot blocker when dudes try and put up shots in the paint against him, but when it comes to guarding screens and getting switched off on the guards and having to guard some of the top guards in the world in space, Evan Mobley is more than capable of doing that. He covers so much ground, so even if a guard does get a step by him and kind of blows by him, his recovery speed is something we have really never seen before in the NBA like we've seen a couple guys have it but he's able just doing it at a whole different level and it's kind of crazy because the Cavs have two guys that are capable of doing that in Evan Mobley and Jared Allen who's only 24 years old but it feels like Jared Allen feels like he's been in the league for a long time but he's literally only been in the league since what 2016 2017 now so he's still young they got him in that big deal that sent James Harden from Houston to Brooklyn somehow Cleveland was able to just snatch in there and steal Jared Allen from the Nets at the time. And I don't know why Brooklyn let him go, because Brooklyn for sure could use a guy like Jared Allen right now, but he's in Cleveland now, and he's going to be amongst one of the best front courts in the NBA this season and for the foreseeable future. And again, like, the Cavs have been doing this the right way. You got other guys, you know, they've been holding on to Kevin Love ever since, of course, the previous, you know, tenure that they had with LeBron James, Ricky Rubio, has been a revelation for them. Ricky Rubio was probably, I mean, you got to look at him and Tyus Jones, but Ricky Rubio was arguably the best backup point guard in the NBA last year before he tore his ACL. I think he's going to come back and help add on to this team a lot because we're going to get to Donovan Mitchell, but people forget Ricky Rubio was with the Utah Jazz during Donovan's rookie season, and he really helped maximize Donovan's ability because he didn't put all the pressure of carrying an offense on Donovan and he could be that true point guard, and he allowed Donovan to be that bucket getter slash scorer that he is, and he will be doing the same thing in Cleveland. But the rest of the roster rounds itself out, like Chetty Osmond, good, solid role player. Isaac Okoro, it's going to be interesting. I've heard that his starting spot is up for grabs. I think it's him, Lamar Stevens, and Karis LeVert, and I think maybe Kevin Love are all competing for that spot. And if you're Okoro, like, you just got to be better. Like, defensively, you're good, 
But offensively, they're going to need you to hit those corner threes, those catch-and-shoot threes, because you have two guys that can go and get a bucket at will, and defenses are going to focus on them when it comes to scouting reports. So you got to be ready for your number to be called and for the ball to come to you and hit shots. I think he's only like a 31% three-point shooter as of right now in his short career. Again, he was drafted in 2020, if I'm not mistaken, so or 2019. So he's got to be ready. He's, he's just got to get better. This team... When you got drafted, the team was terrible. They weren't even thinking about the playoffs. They weren't thinking about being successful. But now the team has gotten better. So that means expectations have risen. And that means you have to evolve your game. And that Even if you weren't on a good team that was trying to win a championship, like you still got to get better each and every single year. So I'm hoping Okoro figures it out. But, man, Karis LeVert is going to be an X factor for this team. I love Lamar Stevens out of Penn State. He's been a pretty good player for them. Like They have guys that are going to shine in their roles. And that's all you want. If you're a coach, that's all you want your players to do is shine in your roles. And let me not forget about J.B. Bickerstaff because he did a hell of a job last year. Even with the injuries, I know they didn't make it to the playoffs. They were in the play-in where they lost to Brooklyn in their first game. Then they lost to the Hawks on their home court. And that was the end of their season. But they showed signs of life. And J.B. Bickerstaff has been a huge part of this rebuild as well. So I want to make sure that J.B. Bickerstaff gets his credit but again like this roster is solid so now you add in a guy who i love in donovan mitchell i don't like all the disrespect that's been put on donovan mitchell's name because what he did in his rookie season alone coming into the league being the face of a franchise and then going to the playoffs and immediately being able to go toe for toe with russell westbrook paul george and carmelo anthony how many rookies can really say that they did that to that level maybe in the regular season some guys can make that claim but for damn sure not in the playoffs and donovan mitchell did that and i don't want to get too much into the whole utah situation between donovan and rudy and quinn snyder but it just wasn't a good fit like quinn snyder deserves a lot more credit for as much success as they had in the regular season but what they were doing it was too many moving parts that just really did not fit together and i'm glad that they finally decided to blow it up and utah is going to go and try and tank for victor Wembanyama or try and get scoot henderson and that's good for them but for cleveland getting a guy like donovan mitchell is huge for a whole bunch of different reasons the first one is that you get to take off the offensive load that Darius garland was carrying and donovan mitchell eases up all of that right off the bat because that's what he's built to do he's a born bucket getter he's been averaging i think like 20 points per game almost his entire career now if i'm not mistaken so he's gonna do his thing i think the biggest thing this is the key thing about the donovan mitchell deal is that he not only does he take off the burden for Darius garland but he takes off that burden from evan mobley because as i mentioned with evan mobley he is an elite defensive player and even though he did average 15 points per game last year as a rookie his game is not predicated on the offensive side he's still really trying to find himself in his niche on the offensive side of the floor like yes he's a good lob catcher his jumper's kind of weird but he's seven feet so nobody in the league could really block it consistently so it's kind of like i don't even want to try and recreate it but it's kind of slow it's kind of like two motions but he's still figuring out and that's the great thing about this Cavs team is that their youngest players are nowhere near to the closest they're nowhere close to the best versions of themselves. That's the beauty of this Cleveland Cavaliers roster. And their four best players, Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen, none of them are even 27 years old yet. I think Donovan's the oldest, and I want to say he's 26. So they're all still, if they're not in their prime, 
they're on their way to their prime. So, like, again, Kobe Altman and the rest of this front office have done a remarkable job with this roster. And I want to say this before I get you guys out of here. I have to say this because this is one of the main points that I wanted to make with this team because in the offseason, NBA fans are bored. And so anything that happens, anytime Woj tweets a Woj bomb or Shams, you know, breaks a tweet that breaks Twitter, like, NBA fans love to overreact. And so, like, when news breaks and they're not doing anything, NBA fans, that is, they just like to say anything. And so when this news broke, a lot of people try to just downplay the Knicks because the Knicks, everybody thought they were going to get spotted. They didn't. It is what it is. But then you had everybody talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers are championship contending good. And I have to vehemently disagree with that because as much as I love this team, as much praise as I just gave them, for them to go from a playing team a season ago, add in Donovan Mitchell, and then now we're going to call them a championship contending team, I can't go that far because the thing about being a contender is that you have to be battle-tested. That's the biggest thing. You have to be battle-tested. Like You have to go through the lumps that is the playoffs. The postseason is an entirely different game than the regular season. I wish NBA fans could understand that a lot more because – what you have to understand is that Darius Garland and Evan Mobley, they have not played in a seven-game series. They have not played in a game seven. They have not beaten a team four times to advance to the next round. They don't know what that feeling is like. You have to understand that, like, even with the Memphis Grizzlies, they're still getting battle-tested right now. We've seen a couple years ago they went to the playoffs, and they lost in five games to the Utah Jazz. This past year, they go to the Western Conference semifinals, and they lose in six to the Golden State Warriors. What I'm saying is, even though the Grizzlies are still young, they're getting battle-tested. And so in a couple of years down the line, when they do get to the Western Conference Finals or even the NBA Finals, we're going to look back on these past couple of years and be like, okay, this is what it took for them to get there. They had to understand what it takes. They have to understand what you have to go through. They have to understand what your body goes through. They have to understand the preparation, the rest. All those different things go into this. And so for us to try and call the Cleveland Cavaliers a championship-contending team, Let's slow down because if I'm being honest, it's four teams in the East that I can say for sure they are not better than. They are not better than the Milwaukee Bucks. They are not better than the Boston Celtics. They are not better than the Philadelphia 76ers. And I'm going to say it, but they are not better than my Miami Heat. You can say I'm biased, but I'm being realistic. You know why? Because my Heat with the core that they have right now have been to multiple Eastern Conference Finals, meaning they know how to have success in the postseason. The Cavaliers have not shown that yet, and that's my only thing. And so Donovan's going to help them with that. Of course, K-Love has that experience. Ricky Rubio has that experience. But it comes down to your two best players, your foundational players in Evan Mobley and Darius Garland. They haven't been in that fire yet. They haven't been tested like that. Yeah, they're probably still holding on to the pain of defeat from the play-in last year, but they still got to understand the trials and tribulations that come with the playoffs. So let's just slow down when it comes to them being contenders. It's kind of like the Hawks. Like, I don't want to get too deep into this. I will later. But when the Hawks traded for DeJounte Murray earlier this summer, everybody was saying, oh, they got so much better. But that's to be determined. And I love DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray was one of my favorite players in that 2016 NBA draft. But if we're being honest, like, DeJounte Murray does not solve a lot of the problems that the Atlanta Hawks faced last year against my Miami Heat when they lost in five games. Does he help them? For sure. I'm not denying that at all. But does he address their biggest needs 
is an entirely different question. I don't think he does. Personally, I think he helps in different areas. I think he's going to make Trey Young's life a little bit easier and everybody else's, but he doesn't solve some of their biggest issues, in my opinion. I could be wrong. I'm just saying I could be wrong about the Cavs not being contenders this year. I could be, but this is my opinion. I'm standing on it. It's how I feel. If you disagree, let me know. We'll talk about it. We'll get back to it. You know, time always reveals all, but I do like this Cleveland Cavaliers team. They are headed in the right direction, and I think in two years, they're going to be a legit contending team because they're going to have that playoff experience under their belt. They're going to know what it takes. They're going to understand that, again, the regular season is a completely different game than the postseason, and they're going to learn that sooner rather than later. But this team is going to be really good. They're going to be one of the funnest teams to watch in the league this year. It's going to be a lot of highlights out there in Cleveland. Their fans should be excited because they just have it. Again, Darius Garland is a star in the making. Evan Mobley is going to be one of them duels. Jared Allen is only going to get get better. And I think Donovan Mitchell, he's going to come out and be more motivated than ever because I feel like I don't think he was necessarily mad, but I do think he was a little bit bothered that the Jazz decided to go in another direction and it didn't involve him. So we're going to see what happens with them. I think they're going to fall anywhere between a three seed and a seven seed this year. And I'm saying that because they realistically can. And just because you're the three seed doesn't automatically mean that you're the third best team in the East, in my opinion. Like for the past few years, the one seed has not represented the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. Like, that's not how it's gone. I think the last one seed out of the East was actually LeBron's Cleveland teams, as crazy as that sounds. Like, when Giannis and them won, they were not the one seed. I believe, I forget who, I think Philly was the one seed, if I'm not mistaken, that year. Last year, we were the one seed, the Miami Heat. Boston beat us. So just because you're the one seed does not mean that you're the top dog. It just means that you know how to have success in the regular season. But again, I'll say it one more time, the regular season is completely different from the postseason. But man, I'm going to get you guys out of here. I do like the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't want to make it seem like I'm bashing them. I'm just saying slow down when it comes to labeling them as contenders. They will be in a couple years, but not right now. They still got to figure it out. They got to understand where they're going, who they are, and how to play together. But as always, if you made this far, I appreciate you guys. Please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, and share. And if you listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. That is how we share, grow, and expand the pod. As always, you guys be easy out there. Stay safe. Enjoy your week. Keep grinding and keep evolving. With that being said, peace and love gone.